You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a memory that will last a lifetime with Vivid Seats. Let their app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Or use the promo code POSTSEASON and that way I get the credit instead. I like that. Anyway, I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. We are in the home stretch. Um, at the time of recording this, it is 1.30 a.m. in Nova Scotia. I know there are baseball fans off the coast listening to baseball right now, and that fills me with some joy. Also, this is about the time the Monday game ended, so I guess this is just when I'm awake now. But, um... Yeah, I apologize for the lack of podcast Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, you know, it's regularly not a great day for me, but uh, we've been dealing with a medical issue on this end. Not me. I'm fine. For now, I'm good. Um, Just in the family, there was something that came up, so that was a whole thing. Um, Kind of got cleared up today, hopefully, so... We should be good to go the rest of the week. So this is essentially going to be, you know, today's podcast. We're going to be talking about a couple things that emerged from tonight's game. And then Thursday, Friday, we're going to doubleheader both days and just hit on some some general themes that have emerged in this last week for the Blue Jays. I'm primarily looking forward because I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm pretty much done with the 2019 season. It it was a wild one. It's it's one I will not forget for various reasons, but I'm I'm ready to move on. So, anyway, um for those of you who follow me on Twitter, which if you don't, I don't know why, just at a underscore j underscore Andrews. So, if you're following me on the, on there, you probably know a couple of topics we're going to talk about tonight. Um, we'll be talking about the goat, the scapegoat of the pitching staff tonight and what probably needs to be done about that. But we are going to lead off with the leadoff spot. And I said earlier tonight on Twitter that the Blue Jays were really going to force me to talk about Billy McKinney in that leadoff spot. And Billy McKinney keeps forcing me to talk about Billy McKinney in that leadoff spot because he keeps doing things in the leadoff spot. He had two home runs in the game against Baltimore on Tuesday. Tonight, he led off the game with a home run. He's got 11. That's like 30% of his home runs this season from the leadoff spot. And... It's it's weird. It it's something else we're going to talk about this week how how the Blue Jays are kind of handing out their outfield playing time. But 
with Billy McKinney essentially riding this power wave to to fame and fortune atop atop the lineup. And and granted, being atop the lineup that has Bravik Valera as your protection in the two hole is not exactly something to write home about. But it's still back-to-back appearances up there, and he keeps hitting home runs. So what do we do with this? Well, it's a nice late-season power surge out of McKinney. And unlike some of the other players that are kind of on the the edge of the roster, let's say that, McKinney still has options available next year. So... He's likely going to keep his spot on the 40-man just for that purpose. But if he can start showing more consistency at the plate like this, I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, Billy McKinney is not batting leadoff. Bo Bichette is batting leadoff. But Bo Bichette got plunked in the head. So that can't happen yet. But if Billy McKinney can actually you know, take this kind of feeling that he seems to be getting from the leadoff slot because he's looked better in the past two days in the leadoff slot than he has the entire season. Then it it, it begs the question, like, does, does he do enough to keep a 25-man spot and, and, you know, designate one of these other outfielders for assignment? McKinney has not been a popular pick amongst Blue Jays fans. And, you know, you could see why with, you know, how he was sent back to Buffalo multiple times and how he was still finding himself even later in the season. So I I don't know what this actually means. Does does it mean he will get that 25 man? I I actually don't. I think Billy McKinney's going to start 2020 in the minors and be that first call up in case of injury. But what he's doing right now is at least putting himself in the conversation because before it was just going to be like, "Oh, whatever, stash him and DFA him if you need the spot." Now he's actually starting to put himself back in that conversation to be you know a part of the future which I mean I like it because Billy McKinney's name is fun to say so I would like to have that ability to keep calling him Sniper which I don't think anyone knows why I call him Sniper um if you're a kid and you remember Extreme Dodgeball on on the Game Show Network, that's where Sniper comes from. Um, one of the best players was named Tobias McKinney, and he was called Sniper. So that's why I call Billy McKinney Sniper. But anyway, if, if he keeps doing this, we have to call him member of the 2020 Blue Jays. And that... That makes things a little interesting for some other players who will be, we will be talking about um, later on in the week. And much like later on in the week, that 
will be brought to you by Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash lock to get 20% off your first purchase. So we'll be doing that. Again, I want to talk about a certain pitcher and what tonight really showed and what needs to be done with him, essentially. But before we do that, let's talk about a couple of our fine sponsors. We talked about one of them at the top of the program. Let's let's talk about Vivid Seats, which is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. I used it when I went to Toronto and saw the Blue Jays and like, well, I I need a seat so I can get into the flight deck. Vivid Seats hooks you up. You can watch your favorite team, artist, in person, and actually earn credit back on all purchases you make through the Vivid Seats app with their uh, Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, which gets you, you know, discounts on future purchases. So you get to pay even less to see the Blue Jays and you get to have more money for $14 cans of cider. <sighs> 14 they were four dollars at the LCBO. I swear. Anyway, not the point. The point is that Vivid Seats will help get you in the door. Easy, one hundred percent guaranteed. Every order, so you don't have to worry about you know uh, if you got a fake or not. You just go to the App Store, uh, go to Google Play if that's what you need, and download the Vivid Seats app. You're automatically enrolled in the rewards program. And you'll get credits on every purchase. So uh, give them a try. Enter promo code postseason at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 when you use Vivid Seats. So make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. And no, we're not done. You get to hear me twice this week because this podcast is also brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue, like in Blue Jays, which is a running theme in these ads. Blue Chew, as you know by now, brings you the first chewable pill with the same FDA-active-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work for you. You can take it anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, even if you just ate a personal pizza, which you really shouldn't be doing at 1.30 a.m. That's that's not going to sit well, but whatever blue chew is chewable so it's gonna work twice as fast as a pill even on that pizza so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises and you'll have that extra confidence going for you so blue chew is prescribed online ships straight to your door in a discreet package so you don't have to go to the doctor and ask for it don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy with all the other ladies asking asking for their pills and it's just not awkward, which I think is key with this sort of thing to avoid all the awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Bluetooth prepares and ships directly to your door, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now there's a special deal where if you visit Bluetooth.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use a special promo code MLB. You just have to pay the $5 in shipping. It comes right to your door. You're set. So again, that's bluechew.com. Blue is in Blue Jays. 
Promo code MLB to try for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I said I wanted to talk about someone in particular who pitched tonight and really should not be pitching again this season. And I'm not talking about Jacob Wagaspak, even though he did likely pitch his final outing of 2019. And that's that's a heck of a way to go out. Six innings, a shutout ball, struck out five. Again, it's against Baltimore, but still, that that was something Jacob Wackesback needed going into 2020 to have that and just have that bit of confidence going forward. He, he probably has the inside track on the fifth spot as of this moment, but, you know, the offseason will tell the tale. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Wagaspak tonight. I want to instead talk about the guy who made this game a lot closer than it should have been, and a guy who just flat has not been effective lately, and that's Jordan Romano. And it sucks to say that he's the only Canadian we got on the roster now, aside from Vlad Jr., but Vlad Jr. was raised in the Dominican Republic, so stop claiming him. He's not Canadian. I'm sorry. Anyway... Romano just does not look good. Like, remember when he first came up after, you know, he was reclaimed from the evil empire, a.k.a. Texas, and came back and he was, like, throwing heat and and just looking dominant. And it's like, oh, well, we can trade Ken Giles now. We got Jordan Romano. Well, Jordan Romano got hurt. And then Jordan Romano came back, and he's looked like the Jordan Romano who did not get a roster spot heading into the Rule 5 draft. He's looked flat. The velocity is down. And teams are just teeing off. Like, it's it's not even that he's missing his spots, but... What he is throwing out there is just, it's getting wrecked. Like, if you look at his ERA, and I know ERA is not the best marker, but if you look at it, you'll see that it's climbed from a low point of four uh, following his outing September 3rd against Atlanta up to now 660. He's only had two scoreless outings since that time. And... Again, it's, it's just, it. he does not look healthy when he goes out there. And probably the most concerning part of that is that, you know, he hasn't really lost the velocity on his four-seamer. It's dropped about uh, one, um, one mile per hour, essentially. He was, he was firing at 95 on average in June. He's down to, like, he was, he was going 95, 96. He's down to 94, 95 now. But what's more concerning is the dip in velocity on his slider. And when his slider isn't moving, 
and doesn't have that speed behind it. It it just gets wrecked. And and again, you see that kind of loss in his comeback. Um, according to Brooks Baseball, he had a negative 2.32 vertical movement on his slider in June. He's lost a foot. He's down to 130 in September. And when your pitches aren't moving like that, it becomes very easy to just, again, start smacking them across the park when you can kind of hone in on that. And I don't know if it's an after effect from the injury, but like, again, he just does not look right. So if I'm the Blue Jays and I have like 25 pitchers active right now, they activated Yancy Diaz and Ryan Dull today. They put Lourdes on the 60-day because he has appendicitis. So he won't be appearing anytime soon. But Well, he'll be appearing next year because there's like three games left. But the Blue Jays should probably shut Jordan Romano down for the rest of the year. Let him get healthy. And let him come back in spring training next year and give him the full opportunity to show that he's back to that June form that made him so tantalizing for Blue Jays fans to see that and, and think that he could be a closer of the future. Again, I, I'm i I'm not sure if he could be able to work with Ken Giles, given Ken Giles is the premier fastball slider guy on this team, and work on getting that slider back to a place where it was effective. But that's going to be the key to his success if he does want to stick around with the big club from the start of the season next year. Because that that slider ain't it, dog. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode. Again, just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, you should be because I'm awesome. Um, follow me at a underscore J underscore Andrews because I have to have the underscores in there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google podcast, Apple podcast. I haven't checked out Luminary, but might be on there too. So wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Blue Jays so you don't miss an episode like these ones that come out at 2 a.m. Atlantic time. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked on Jays, and we will be talking at you a lot more often this week. I will be looking to have both Thursday episodes coming out relatively early so you can get ready for the Tampa Bay game. We're going to have the two episodes on Friday, including the Fan Friday episode, which I think is going to be pretty straightforward for um, what it's going to be. I I haven't decided. Um, we'll probably do the awards later on, like, you know, when we're going to be looking for stuff to fill during the offseason. Everyone's, like, already handing out their awards, like, A, the season's not over, and B, you know, allow it to breathe a little bit, put it in context. So we won't be doing the awards, but we'll we'll have a different question. And I think I know the answers, but I want to see how y'all feel in context. So we'll do that. And then Monday we'll kind of have like a recap episode and then we'll be 
switching to our off-season format, which will not be daily, but you'll still get a couple episodes from me every week or so the plan is. We if if it does change, I will keep you informed. But that will be the plan. It'll probably be more uh, wider focus during the postseason. And then as we get into the offseason, we'll, we'll keep the focus more on what the Blue Jays are doing or what they could be doing. So that's the plan. Thank you all for sticking with me. Um, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.